Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mike Tells It Like It Is. And we have Mike here, of course, but we have a special guest tonight, and we thank you for your prayers for Ron. He's going to weigh in on um, the situation. As you probably have heard, we had an operation go on over in Syria where we were sending in special forces to take out the leader of ISIS to try to limit um, collateral damage, and the guy managed to blow himself up and kill his family. Ron, what do you think about what happened over there? I mean, is this really a, a great victory for us? It really puzzles me the uh, some of these people have. Uh, he didn't take any enemies out with him. He just took people that were sympathetic to his cause, you know, being a leader of ISIS and all that. And uh, and he takes out his family. I mean, uh, what, three women, seven children, and uh, maybe three men? I mean... That's just, that's just insane to me. Um, I don't get it. That happened, so uh, ISIS needs another leader now, and who knows who that nut is going to be. Well, I don't, I don't understand. What do you think, Mike? I don't understand why Biden's taking all the credit for this. You know? Is that just being a credit grabber where it's due? I don't see what he did. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we sent we sent special forces over there, and we were supposedly carrying out a raid. And but I guess the guy knew we were coming, and so instead of being captured, he blew himself up. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I guess forcing forcing somebody into a situation like that is just as good as capturing them or something like that, you know. So I guess. Um, this administration can take credit for it because they had the troops over there and they got they got him cornered and he did that so he's out of there. But uh, they'll yeah. come up with another leader anyway. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So speaking later Thursday morning at the White House, Mr. Biden, they don't even call him President Biden. <laughs> <laughs> call him Mr. Biden. I've never seen anybody refer to you like that as an actual president. So Mr. Biden said the choice was made to go after the ISIS leader with special forces rather than a missile strike in an effort to avoid civilian casualties. He said Al Karai Qureshi chose to blow up himself and the entire third floor of the home he was holed up in, which led to the death of his own family members. I mean, it's just really sad. Yeah, that they had to go to, you know. Yeah, they just don't value life, you know. But well, well they I think they're, I think they're, thinking there's a hereafter for them that uh, is uh, full of um, um, some of the terrible things in this world, you know, some of the uglier things, but um, yeah. But th those things are beautiful to them, so they just continue on. So yeah. They're sadly mistaken, I believe. <laughs> I would think yeah. they are. Yes. I would think. Well, evidently, we knew where this guy was staying. So we've you know, been planning this since December, I guess. And um, we, evidently, this guy has been responsible for a recent brutal attack on a prison in northeast Syria, and he was a driving force behind the genocide of the Yazidi people. 
in northwestern Iraq in 2014. So I mean, it's good that they got you know they got the guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. They cornered him. Yes. Hmm. So Mike, what do you think this is going to change anything? Well, I don't think it's going to change anything there, Scott, because if you stop and think about it, he might have his cousin that's ready to take over, you know? Yeah. So if you kill the cousin, then I'm sure someone else in line is going to say, I'm here to take over. I think it's going to be something like that, you know? Yeah. But am I positive of that? No. Yeah, you're probably right. There's always another devil and, you know, just waiting to be a leader. Um, they, they, they don't fear death at all. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing, you know. They have no fear of death. They just believe you know, they're going to be in a better place right after they die and stuff like that. So no matter what they've done. What really puzzles me is how they believe in uh, Allah, okay? And it's only, there's only one God, but he was branched off to a thousand different names. Okay? Yeah. That's a little strange. So yeah. I've heard people that are really devout Muslims, they're, you know, they're nonviolent, they're, you know, they're nothing like these small percentage that are radicalized. Yeah, I mean the Quran is not supposed to be a violent book. I mean I've heard it has like our Psalms and Proverbs in it and part of the Old Testament. I mean it's not that it's a bad thing, but they've turned it around and made it something that it's not. And then a small percent years ago, it was like five percent are actually the radicalized ones that are giving all the Muslims a bad name. You know? Right. It would. Mm, but it's, it's just... really sad. I mean they. These guys that are radicalized, they, it's like brainwashing their kids from an early age and everything. And, just, you oh, know, they, we're the enemy, we're the devil, we're, you know, this, that, the other. And, oh, they do that from the time they're born, yeah. brainwashing them. Yeah. You know? It's terrible. But, That's like over in uh, Vietnam. They do that when they're, when they're a child. Yeah. In Korea, they do it also. Well, think of it this way. We here do not want our uh, lives uh, controlled by any other nation, right? We don't. That's right. And they don't seem to want their lives controlled by any other nation. They just want to live the way they've been living for um, many, many centuries, you know? And um, they don't want um, another nation to control uh, the way they behave and all this kind of stuff. And just like the United States citizens, we don't want that to happen either. But... Uh, we feel we have the better program, and they probably feel they have the better one. I don't know how we can just leave things alone in the Middle East and just let them kill off each other like this. I think somebody's begging for help over there. That's why we're there. You ask, you, ask yourself this question. How can there be an evil God, if you would ask yourself this question? His name would be Allah, and that's who they pray to. Think about the Twin Towers. They were praying to Allah... And he talked to them and said, crash it into the buildings. What kind of God, who would pray to a God who's evil? An evil person. Well, Satanists believe Satan's their God and he's as evil as a guest. I mean, that's their God, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. And the, the enemy is using them to, they, they think they're doing it in, you know, in the name of righteousness, and they don't even realize they're totally blinded to the truth. They don't realize they're, <laughs> they're doing the wrong God's bidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. Well, when you think about who has an evil God anyway, I mean, some of those people believe that we have an evil God because, um, you know, um, at the end of our lives, you either go to heaven or hell, and you're going to be burning in hell forever, or you're going to be happy in heaven forever. Now, what kind of a God would have somebody burn forever and ever and ever for living a life of 70 or 80 years of, um, you know, wrongdoing and everything, and then burn forever? You know, I mean, a lot of people interpret this stuff as, um, uh, let's see, uh, he that believes should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. well, the word perish means not be anymore. You know, not to be suffering in hell forever. I mean, uh, this is a concept that was uh, put in by the church probably somewhere around the third or fourth century or something like that. That if you, it's sort of a fire escape religion. It scares people, you know, like you're either going to believe uh, in this Jesus and all that stuff, or you're going to be burning forever and ever, you know? And uh, there are some things in Scripture uh, point that out, you know? Uh, that looks like it, you know, like an everlasting fire. Right. Uh, well, whatever uh, from the fire is death, you know. Uh, I believe, uh, personally, it's either you perish or have everlasting life at the end of this life, you know. Uh, there's going to be one or the other. Does it happen right away, or is it all tied in with the second coming and all this stuff? That takes a lot of study, you know. And um, we've been accused of having uh, a devil for a god. You know, and uh, I don't believe that's true, uh, basically. Um, but it's just um, the way scripture can be twisted and everything like that. Um, it's just what's happened. I think uh, studying the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, studying the Quran and everything like that, it takes a lot of um, a lot of work to get things right there. You know, I have to admit I've never read the Quran, but. Um I, I just heard what people have told me about it, but I just think it's a, a deception that they don't realize they're being deceived somehow. I, I don't believe that, you know. Well, I, I think there's I think there's good Muslims that have good hearts and you know want to do good, and that small fraction of the ones that are radicalized that take you know, like you said, they twist the words and you know. It's not, it's, you know, God is a good God. He's a loving God. And, you know, he loves them as well as us, you know, and if they can see the truth and, you know, we might find this, that they're in heaven, if, you know, before they die, if they, you know, we know how, what the Bible says, that he wishes that none shall perish and that, but we don't know what, what's going to happen. I think hell was originally created for the devil and his angels, you know, but. That's what it says. It was reserved for the devil and the angels, right? Yeah. It wasn't really reserved for mankind, but there will be uh, uh, plenty of uh, people from mankind in in the soup with them, you know. And at the end, so that takes quite a bit of study to get all that right. Though um, we only have ourselves to blame for scripture being twisted and things like that. 
um, not enough verses compared with other verses. You know, people just hang on to one verse, one thought, and that's it. Uh, you have to compare scripture with scripture to get it right. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's misinterpretations that have uh, caused Christianity um, a big black eye, you know, according to uh, all the beliefs of the rest of the world. You know. uh, so what do you think about this, Mike? Well, I believe Ron's right in what he's saying. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I don't agree with Ron too Me many too. times, but I'll tell you I agree this time with him. <laughs> but I will okay. I will say that, um, you know, I was raised to believe in God, and there's only one God, the Father Almighty, okay? So, mm -hmm. you know, and I won't stray from that. Many times, uh, yeah, huh? many times, like I know when I get up in the morning, I thank him for letting me wake up that day before I go to bed, etc., etc. You know, I don't know how many of our listeners out there follow that same path or not, but I'd like to get an email on all of you that follow that same path. Ron? Yeah, there's a poll taken uh, recently about how many people even say grace before they eat their dinner. And it's about 50% of Americans say grace before they eat Eat their dinners and you know breakfast, and lunch, dinner. You know, maybe yeah. not before they snack or something like that. But you know, at least uh, dinner is in a book before them. You know, so um, I'm not saying that's an over-religious country when you got 50 percent doing that, but um, not bad. I just, you know, religion is a hard thing to discuss with people. You can really end up with some arguments. It's like politics, you know, very hard. But I think religion is even uh, more of a problem in this world today, of coming to terms with the different beliefs and everything like that. Oh, you're absolutely right, Ron. There's so many different angles that people look at. That's where they start their argument at. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're afraid they're going to lose their religion over there in their Quran because Christianity is spreading, you know. But then so is their cause. Um, unfortunately, um, they're even, uh, the, the violent part, you know, connected with religion is spreading too, an alarm and rage. But if you stop and think about this for a minute, uh, we all, we all worship a Jew when you stop and think about it, because maybe originally the, the first religion I believe was Hebrew. Okay. No, not really. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think. There were two religions. It, it goes back to Cain and Abel. One Let me make this the, point. The after, the first, after the first religion, yeah. it got named something else. And then it went to yeah. another name. It went to another name after that. Until there's almost a thousand different religions that people branched off from the original one. And guess yeah. who's the author of that? Oh, you the author well, of that, and God knows who. It's the enemy. He, he just he split us all up to cause division. Jesus just said to follow him. He didn't say create all these denominations. Man did that. <laughs> well, that's true. You know? That's true. And he's the only one of all these religions that actually walked this earth, that did what he said he did, and that... It's not in his grave today. I mean, anybody else was still in their grave, but he, he's not there. 
I mean, look at the shrouds we're in. That literally is a piece of cloth that when Jesus resurrected, it created like a negative in, in the cloth. And when I first saw that, it, it just reached to my soul like, whoa, this is real. I mean, it's just like, have you ever you've seen that before, haven't you? Like an impression of I yeah, believe so. Mm-hmm. It's like his impression on the cloth. And they've had it analyzed. And, For real, right. I mean, it, it's mind-blowing. I mean, that's totally supernatural. And, you know, Christianity is a supernatural religion. We believe in miracles. I've received miracles. I've, I've been healed of things. I've prayed for people and miracles have happened. And, I mean, it's undeniable when you have all this, when you're a person that's involved and you believe and you see things happen and you just know that God is real. And, right. But I other people... You're right. You're right. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, personally, I, I don't, I don't need uh, the Shroud of Tron to be found to believe what I believe. And I don't need these other things, you know, like, uh, oh, this is an actual nail from the cross and things like that. Don't need it, you know? Um, I don't either. I haven't seen yet, I believe, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus even said, blessed are those who have not seen but yet believe, you know? So, I just mean that he was resurrected and nobody else was ever resurrected. Oh, and you know... There's proof of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, eleven of those... In fact, yeah, eleven of those disciples, not including Judas, um, went to their deaths. Uh, all of them went to their deaths with never not believing that. I mean... Uh, never refuting that, that they saw him resurrected, you know? Yeah. Things like that. Saw him go off to heaven, promising to return, you know? Yeah, he walked this earth 40 days after he was resurrected. I mean, he he stuck around and walked through walls and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) If this world lasts till 2031, that'll be exactly 2,000 years that he made that promise to return. Yeah. And And we uh, definitely are in the last days. uh, That's... uh, in God's time, that's no more than two days ago, that promise. A day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day, according to his promises. That's somewhere in the New Testament, you know? Um, and you know, I'm telling you. You know how yeah. God reaches some people, like Muslims that are so strict, it's like against, like they have, some countries are so clamped down on religion, they can't even begin to even think about Christianity, or they get arrested. Some people have, have dreams about Jesus and, and get and, and receive him that way. I, I knew someone that was a missionary over in right. Sudan where if you got caught, you know, talking about God, you got arrested. Mm-hmm. And right. he, he wanted to be a missionary in the darkest place he could find. And he was part mm-hmm. of this group that was like, I don't know, I, I don't know what it was called, but um, he, he knew of people that they literally got dreams and, the, you know, and they became Christian. That's I mean, they found the truth, you know? folks for tonight
We know that story, and a lot of people do. But uh, he was converted right then and there. Now, he was blinded by the sight and everything like that and had to have his sight restored. And you know what happened with him? He wrote most of the uh, New Testament there. Uh, yeah, sure did. And Paul. Yes. Well, anyway, great story. I well, we're going to wrap it up for tonight, fellas. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Ron, thank you again for being here. And Scott, sure. thank you as well, as well as thank You're myself welcome. and even my cat sport. With that being said, I want to wish you all safe, be safe, and be healthy. So next broadcast, good night from Michael. Good night, everybody. Ron. Good night. And Scott. Good night.